أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وإذ نادى ربك and mention when your Lord called out نادى from the word نداء to call out so recall when your Lord called out to who? Musa Musa عليه السلام when is it that Allah called out to him? when is it that Allah addressed him? when Musa عليه السلام came to the mountain remember on his journey from Madian on his return to Egypt And he came to the mountain because he saw fire over there and he wanted to get some flame from there in order to find guidance or to take some flame for his family so that they could get warmth from it. And this was in particular at Muqaddas Tuwa. As we learn, إِذْ نَادَاهُ رَبُّهُ بِالْوَادِ الْمُقَدَّسِ Tuwa. On that, اِئْتِ Go. الْقَوْمَ الظَّالِمِينَ To the wrongdoing people. O Musa, You have to go to the wrongdoing people, the people that associate partners with Allah, the people who oppress Allah's creation, who are the ظالم nation, قوم فرعون, the people of فرعون. ألا يتقون, do they not fear? Meaning, how are they committing so much oppression? Have they no fear of God? Because the people of فرعون, فرعون, he had oppressed the entire nation of Bani Israel. And he hadn't just enslaved them, but he was forcing them to do a lot of hard work. And on top of that, he had fully oppressed them in the sense that he was killing their children right before them and they could do nothing to defend themselves. قَوْمَ الظَّالِمِينَ أَلَا يَتَّقُونَ Do they not fear? Musa alayhi salam qala, he said, Rabbi, O oh my Lord, inni akhafu, indeed I fear, on that yukadhibuni, they will deny me. I'm afraid, they're not going to listen to me. Do you also have this fear sometimes before you have to talk to somebody? Like, she's not going to listen to me, there's no point telling her. And I'm afraid, in fact, she's going to turn against me and humiliate me. So, inni akhafu an yukadhibun, they won't listen. وَيَضِيقُ sadri, yadiku. It feels tight. ضَاد يَاقَافْ ضِيق And ضِيق is tightness, constriction. So what is it that feels tight? صَدْرِي My heart, my chest. I feel suffocated. I feel suffocated, meaning I don't feel confident. I'm afraid. وَلَا And not يَنْطَلِقُ It moves. لِسَانِي My tongue. My tongue will not move when I stand in front of Fir'aun to talk to him. In other words, I will be overcome by fear and I won't be able to talk. يَنْطَلِقُ from انطلق طا لام قاف انطلق is to set out. Remember Surah Al-Kahf? Musa alayhi salam al-Khadr فَانْطَلَقَ Both of them set out. Basically, انطلق is to flow freely. From the same root as the word طلاق because what happens after a divorce? Two people go their own ways. So, لَا يَنْطَلِقُ Meaning, it will not flow freely. I will be so nervous that I won't be able to speak. It is said that Musa had a speech impediment. So basically what he was trying to say was, I don't know how to talk. I won't know what to say or how to say. I stammer, I stutter, I'm not that expressive, I'm not eloquent, I'm not fluent, my tongue freezes. I have these weaknesses. لَا يَنْطَرِقُ لِسَانِي فَأَرْسِلْ إِلَى هَارُونَ فَأَرْسِلْ So send. Meaning send the message to who? To Harun. Harun was who? The brother of Musa a.s. So basically he's saying, Oh Allah, tell Harun to go talk to Fir'aun. He can do 
a much better job because he knows how to talk, I can't do this. In Surah Al-Qasas, Ayah 34 also we learn, Musa salam said, وَأَخِي هَارُونَ هُوَ أَفْصَحُ مِنِّي لِسَانًا My brother Harun is more eloquent than me in speech. He knows how to talk. I don't know how to talk. Now this is something very natural. That many times a person feels like this, you know, this hesitation, this fear, this lack of confidence. And a person may be able to speak completely fine, but just because they're on stage or just because they're in front of other people, they begin to stutter. And it's quite possible that a person has a speech problem and they're afraid to speak to other people. What are they meant to do? Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Make the dua of Musa alayhi salam. And what is that dua? رَبِّ شْرَحْ لِي صَدْرِي وَيَسِّرْ لِي أَمْرِي وَحْلُلْ عُقْدَةً مِّلْ لِسَانِي And also the dua of the Prophet ﷺ, which we learn in Musnad Ahmad, the Prophet ﷺ taught this dua, اللَّهُمَّ هَدِي قَلْبِي وَسَدِّدْ لِسَانِي وَسْلُلْ سَخِيمَةَ قَلْبِي That, O oh Allah, اهدي قَلْبِي, guide my heart. Guide my heart. Because if the heart is guided, the tongue will also be guided. وَسَدِّدْ لِسَانِي Straighten my tongue, correct my tongue, so that I'm able to speak correctly. وَسْلُلْ سَخِيمَةَ قَلْبِي And remove the bias from my heart. So that I can be fair and just in my speech. Musa alayhi salam, he didn't stop here. He said, Walahum, and they have, meaning the people of Fir'aun, they have, alayya, against me, upon me, dhambun asin. Meaning they have a criminal charge against me. What was that criminal charge? Musa alayhi salam had accidentally killed one of them in a quarrel. So he said, فَأَخَافُ So I fear, أَن يَقْتُلُونِي That they will kill me. So, they're not going to listen to me at all. I'm not in their good books anyway. They have a criminal charge against me. I don't even know how to talk properly. How am I going to go to them? Now Musa was not chosen for no reason. There was a reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose him. Because look at how he's trying to excuse himself over here. Right? He's giving so many reasons and very convincing arguments that look, I'm not fit for the job at all. I'm not fit for this job at all. First of all, I don't know how to talk. And secondly, I'm a criminal in their eyes. So it's better that Harun is chosen. This is so natural, right? That no way, I can't do this. I'm not fit for this job at all. I have this weakness, this weakness, this weakness. So it's better that Harun a.s. is sent. Now, what happens is that when you have to tell others about something good, you remember your sins. You remember your mistakes. I'm in no position to tell other people. How can I tell others? Who am I? I myself make these mistakes. I have no right to advise other people. Now remember that, yes, Musa he had committed accidental murder. But remember that no person is perfect. Each human being is weak. And at the same time, Telling other people about Allah, this is also an obligation. And because of the blessing of this work, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will inshallah give the strength and guidance to a person to keep away from sin. Have you ever heard of this hire for character and train for skill? Hmm? Have you ever heard the statement? Hire for character, train for skill. What was the character of Musa a.s.? Because generally what happens is that we look at the surface of people. Oh, how does she dress up? How does she talk? 
her features, her physical features, what are they like? How many friends does she have? Okay, if this is good, this is good, this is good in front of our eyes, then yes, we will give importance to this individual and we will consider them. However, if this person does not meet such and such standard, then they have no value in front of me. But what do we see over here? Is it the outward appearance of a person, the external, the apparent skills that matter? No. Is it just the qualifications of a person that matter? No. What is more important is the character of the person, the passion that they have. Because if they have character, then they're the right person for the job. Because skill, learning skill, acquiring skills, this is a lifelong journey. But if a person has the right character, the right mindset, The moment they realize they need to learn a skill, what will happen? They will do something to learn that skill. But if a person is an eloquent speaker, if a person is very knowledgeable, they've got a whole lot of degrees, but in their heart there's no burning passion, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Are they really going to be of benefit to people? Not at all. I mean, so many times it happens that, for instance, a particular school teacher... Masters in this, masters in this, this and this and this. But when it comes to dealing with children, they've got no patience, nothing. Can they be a good, effective teacher? Not at all. So it's the character. Now, we need to look over here, what was the character of Musa a.s.? Why is it that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose him? But before that, go ahead. Further on with interviews, you find that a lot of people make things up while they're talking, that, oh, I have this qualification, I have that qualification, I would do this, and, uh, you know, so on and so forth. But when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is assigning this job to Musa time, he's incredibly honest and humble about it, that this is the situation I'm in, this is the reality of my skills and what I have, um, and I feel that someone would be more adequate. Usually we try to show off, but Musa was incredibly humble and honest about what he could do. Yes, and that's exactly what I was going to say, Jazakillah Khairan, for putting it in better words, that the character of Musa salam, how was it? First of all, we see his honesty. That how honest he is, that he admits his weaknesses, his past mistakes, his faults, his deficiencies, he recognizes himself and he admits them before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He doesn't cover up his shortcomings. He doesn't pretend as if he's perfect, that he's got no deficiencies. No. He's very honest. Secondly, we see Musa salam in his life, when you look at his life up until this point, his concern for others. That the reason why he accidentally killed a man was because, why? There was a quarrel going on and one person screamed out to him, help me, help me, save me. So Musa salam did not say, oh, it's your problem, I'll mind my own business. No, his, his concern for others. He stepped in to resolve that fight. Likewise, when he fled to Madian, was he concerned about those two girls that were just standing with their flock keeping their animals away from the water source, concern for others. Then we see thirdly, that how important justice and truth were to him. How important justice was to him. That firstly, this is the reason why he admits his mistakes. And he makes it clear that I'm not fit for the job because I've done this and I have these weaknesses. He's so just. Justice is very important to him. And besides, why is it that he stepped in to help out the two people that were fighting? Why? In order to uphold justice. It is not fair that two girls are keeping their animals away from the water hole because if they 
keep their animals away from the water hole, what's going to happen? The water is going to finish. Justice. He's driven by this drive that people should be treated fairly. Then we see his courage. That how he stepped in to help, he risked his own safety, his own comfort in order to help others. Then we also see his strength. One blow was enough to kill a man. He didn't intend to kill. He was just trying to stop the fight by trying to pin down one guy probably. Hit him, khalas, finished. Look at the strength that Musa a.s. had. Right? And then those two girls are trying to keep their flock away. And Musa a.s. he gets up and he goes and takes their flock in the middle of all those shepherds and their animals, threw them to the water source. The animals drink and he returns the animals. Strength. So in particular, these five qualities, honesty, his concern for others, how much importance he gives to justice, courage, strength. I mean, this is character. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose him. So this is what we need to focus on also. Sometimes we're only concerned about getting one degree after the other. I'm not saying don't give importance to that. That is important. But what is more important is character. Qala kalla. Allah said, no way. You have to go. You don't have a choice to back out. And fear not, your tongue will be fluent. They will not be able to kill you. Fadhaba. So both of you go. Fine. You're afraid to go alone? That's understandable. Yadiqu sadri, you're afraid to go alone? Don't go alone. Take your brother with you. Fadhaba. Both of you go. Bi ayatina with our verses, our signs. Inna ma'akum mustami'un. Indeed, we are with you listening. Mustamir, one who listens attentively. You go, we are listening to you. And this is something that sends chills down your spine. Allah is listening. But at the same time, it's a source of great comfort and hope that Allah is listening. Allah's help, His protection, His support is there. In Surah Taha, Ayah 46, we learn, إِنَّ نِمَعَكُمَا أَسْمَعُوا وَأَرَى فَأْتِيَا فِرْعَوْنَ So go to Fir'aun. فَقُولَا Then both of you say, and this shows to us that Harun was also made a messenger. Both of you should say that inna, indeed we, Rasul Rabbil Alameen, messengers of the Lord of the worlds. Focus on your message, not your weaknesses. You see how this is made to seem so urgent. Go, go and deliver the message and tell them, inna Rasul Rabbil Alameen. And what's your message? What is it that you have to say to Fir'aun? An arsil that send ma'ana with us Bani Israel, the children of Israel. Just go and say this. This is your job. Your job is to go tell Fir'aun, let the Bani Israel go. And Musa alayhi salam was just as important to him, very important to him. That is what made him get up and help the two people that were fighting. That is what made him leave the shade and get up and go help those two girls. It was his honesty, his commitment that made him stay in Madian as a shepherd for ten years. Just imagine, as a shepherd for 10 years. Why? Because he was very honest. Justice was very important to him. Over here also, rescue the Bani Israel. They should not be oppressed. So go and deliver this message. Now what we learn over here is, Musa is concerned about himself. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes him focus on the message. And this is what we need to learn. Always, when you have to talk to somebody... When you have to tell somebody about something good, focus on the message, not on your weaknesses. Not on your weaknesses. Nobody is perfect. Everybody is weak. But when you will focus on the message, 
inshallah you'll be able to deliver. But the moment you start focusing on yourself, your weaknesses, I'm like this and I'm like that and I'm like this, then what will happen? You'll feel too self-conscious. And when you feel too self-conscious, you're not going to be able to do your job properly. Izzah, who is Aziz? Allah. Who is the giver of honor? Allah. We think that a person gets honor when he has very impressive skills. That's not how honor comes. Fir'aun was rich. He was wealthy. But did he have honor near Allah? No. Did he have honor before his people? No. We'll see how the magicians, thousands of them, instantly they left Fir'aun when they saw the truth. What happened to the honor of Fir'aun? He didn't have any really. So what matters is character. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless all of us with good akhlaq. Because good akhlaq is something that makes a person successful here and in the next world. Now in all of these verses we see the character of Musa a.s. And as we discussed, that why is it that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose Musa a.s. Because of his character. He may have lacked the skills. Which skills? The skill to communicate very clearly. He may have lacked very fancy image. In fact, he was someone who had committed a serious crime. Even though it was accidental, a crime is a crime. I mean, when there's a car accident, why do you think it's called a car accident? Because nobody deliberately slams into another person's car. It's an accident. But it was because of neglect that that accident happened. So you're still at fault. You should have been paying more attention. So over here we see that Musa a.s. He's trying to excuse himself, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala still chooses him. And Musa a.s. says that I am not able to do this, but still Allah knows that he can do it. And this is why Allah chose him. And some of the characteristics of Musa a.s. that we discussed, just to recap, what were the characteristics of Musa a.s. because of which Allah chose him? First of all, his honesty, his concern for others. What else? His courage, his strength, physical strength. You know the Prophet ﷺ, when he went on Mi'raj, he met Musa ﷺ. And on his return, he described Musa ﷺ as tuwal. Not just tawil, but tuwal. What do you think tuwal is? Extremely tall. Meaning not just an average height person, but tall also. Visibly, clearly very tall. Okay, another quality? Yes, he had a strong sense for justice. So, because of these reasons, we see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose him. And when it comes to skill, the ability to speak clearly, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught him how to do that. And this is something that we need to remember also. That be eager to help others. If you're eager to help others, then you will be able to. Because Allah will teach you how to help others. Allah will train you. He will guide you to the best way, to the most effective way. I mean, isn't it amazing how you see across the world so many young people doing amazing things? Recently I learned about this particular girl, I don't want to say woman because she's very young, in her early 20s, somewhere in Pakistan, how she is fighting for the rights of women. You know, at the forefront. So much so that she did a TED Talk. I mean, can you imagine? TED Talk. She's from Balochistan, grew up in Karachi, studied over there, and hasn't been to some fancy university abroad, but that burning desire to help women who are being oppressed. So what happened? Ways are opened up for you. So never ever put yourself down thinking, oh, but I can't do this because I lack such and such and such strength. Allah will teach you. 
Allah will enable you. But you have to beg Allah for His help and assistance. And do your best. Strive to do your best and Allah will teach you. And many times it happens that good opportunities are opened up to us. But we reject them saying, I cannot do this. And when we reject them, then what happens? The doors of goodness are also closed upon us. And you see over here, Musa a.s. is he being given a choice? Is he being given a choice? He tries to excuse himself and what does Allah say? قَالَ كَلَّهُ No way. I mean if Allah says no way, what are you supposed to do? سَمِرْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا You can't back off. You cannot just hide. Can you? You can't. So likewise, many times in our lives also, we are thrown into certain situations. We're not given a choice. We're forced into a situation. It's as if every other door is closed upon us except for just one door. And if you don't go through that door, you know that your life is meaningless. And when you go in through that door, seeking Allah's help, relying upon Him, then Allah will grant you success. He will teach you. Allah. Fear Allah and Allah will teach you. You know, it's amazing when you learn about the stories of so many scholars, all of them, were they taught to become scholars from a very young age? That's not the case. Look at Imam Abu Hanifa. He was a very wise, intelligent person and someone advised him that why don't you study? And he did it. And look at him. Which Muslim doesn't know about Imam Abu Hanifa? So we think that, oh, because in my childhood I never memorized the Qur'an, I can't do it now. In my childhood I never learned Arabic, I can't do it right now. It's too late for me. No, it's never too late for you. Just think about the prophets of Allah. When is it that they were given prophethood? At what age? At the age of 40. How many of you are 40 years old right now? Okay, let me put it the other way. How many of you are under 40 right now? Majority of us, right? So, is it too late for us to learn the deen? Is it? No, it's not. Is it too late for us to learn, to acquire any skill? It's not. With practice, nothing is impossible. With effort and seeking Allah's help, nothing, nothing at all is impossible. I'll give you my own example. I remember that 10 years ago, when I came to Canada, I came to study. There was no Al-Huda here at that time. There was no Talim quran course over here at that time. I had completed my Talim quran course in Pakistan and I had come here to study. And it so happened, I was just thinking about it the other day, that before I came, I had to give my high school exams and basically sit for the university entry exams, right? Because in Pakistan, it's a little harder to get into universities abroad. You have to take, like for example, TOEFL and all of that. So anyway, I was doing that and this one particular course... I told my teacher, I can't take the whole course, I'll do the half course credit. And he's like, what do you mean? I said, I can't do the full one, I have to do half. He said, okay. He was against it, but I took half. Now what happened when I came here, I applied into different universities, and the place which was most convenient for me required that I have the whole course, not half course. That literally changed the course of my life. Because that meant I couldn't go to that particular university. I would have to go somewhere else. And for that reason, I made some other decisions, which also drastically changed the course of my life. And in that process, somewhere, Talim quran course started, which was in Urdu. And during that time, I was forced into 
because there was no other option i was forced into helping students with learning arabic grammar so that they could understand the quran better i knew arabic grammar just enough so that i could understand i wasn't at that level where i could actually teach other people but every day i would go through 10 different books of arabic grammar literally i would spend 5 hours to prepare one worksheet and i would sit in front of my dad sit in front of my mother and ask them please teach me i have to do this i have to do this in fact they're the ones who made me do it so they had to teach me right they didn't have a choice so alhamdulillah in that time i developed a fairly good understanding of arabic grammar which helped me in my understanding of the quran once the urdu course graduated people demanded that there must be an english course and of course we had no teacher around the same time sister ghazala she managed to just show up over here all the way from uk and my mother just grabbed her because mashallah her arabic was strong she had a masters in islamic history and she had done several alhuda courses academically she was able to and she said i will guide you i don't know if any one of you have seen those flyers supervised by dr farah hashmi right because she used to sit in class right next to ghazala and she used to make sure that everything is being done correctly Ghazala said, I can do the tafsir, but I can't do the word analysis. I'm like, I can't do this. There's no way I can do it. I was forced into it because there was no other choice. I mean, if 150 people show up, we want to learn Quran. Can you say, no, thank you? Can you do that? You can't do that, especially if you have the ability. And if you have a teacher telling you that you have to do this. So every day, I remember the first class where my hand was... shivering so much because it's the burden of the Quran because law anzalna hada alquran ala jabalin la raaitahu khashi'an mutasaddi'an min khashyatillah this is not an easy task it's very difficult so all i would do is just translate word to word and my mother would make me write this is the root this is the singular this is how you look into the dictionary i knew how to do that i've been doing that for the past 3 years but you know you lack that confidence But alhamdulillah she trained me and over the course of that one and a half years alhamdulillah I was able to read and understand several tafsir books with her and also under her guidance and supervision and that kind of forced me into learning more and also teaching and I think about it that I mean I came here to study something else and in that process i was forced to stay here i was thrown into certain situations there was no backing off there was no running away but alhamdulillah for that alhamdulillah for that yes there are many things that need to be done still need to be learned inshallah over time but at least the connection that alhamdulillah i've developed with the quran over the past 10 years is something that i don't think i could get in a western university which i came to seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave me something much better. So just remember this, that you may find yourself lacking skill, lacking confidence, lacking ability. But put your faith in Allah, put your trust in Allah, and Allah will guide you. This doesn't mean put your trust in Allah and do nothing. No, till today, when I prepare for a class, I don't just wing it. I don't just... you know listen to a youtube lecture and write down everything and go and deliver it this is not to show off or anything but i'm just informing you alhamdulillah this morning i woke up at 3 o'clock and since 3 o'clock i've been studying to prepare the lecture i don't take this lightly this is a lot of hard work 
a lot of hard work. But this comes with the tawfiq of Allah. This comes when you accept what Allah has put you in and you do your best. Assalamu alaikum. I was her student. When we were doing the 2005 course, she was uh, sitting with me. She was a student with me and I am an eyewitness. And Alhamdulillah, I feel so happy when I see her. And um, when she became a teacher, I was again her student and still I am her student. And one fine day, she was proposed and she got married. And then she had two kids and there she is today. And I feel so happy. MashaAllah, MashaAllah. May Allah save her. <laughs> May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide all of us and, and really make us um, make the right decisions the right decisions because they are very crucial literally they can change your whole life you know I'm just thinking about it that if I had taken that full course where would I be? where would I be? I would probably be doing something else and I'm not saying that is not valuable that is also useful but the Quran is huwa khayrun mimma it is better than all that people can gather and collect and I'm proud of what I have done. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept it and increase us in goodness. Qala kalla, Allah said, no way, no, you have to go, you do not have a choice, fadhaba bi ayatina, go with our signs, inna ma'akum mustami'oon, indeed we are with you, listening. You go and deliver the message, we have equipped you with miracles, you're not going empty handed, and remember that Allah is listening to you. In Surah Taha, Ayah 46 also we learn, إِنَّنِي مَعَكُمَا أَسْمَعُ وَأَرَى And if you just remember this, that Allah is watching me, He's listening, He will protect inshaAllah, I depend on Him, then yes, Allah will protect you. فَأْتِيَا Fir'aun. So go to Fir'aun, both of you. فَقُولَا Then both of you say, إِنَّا رَسُولُ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ Indeed, we are the messengers of the Lord of the worlds. Meaning, focus on your message, not your weaknesses. Otherwise, you will feel self-conscious and you won't be able to deliver the message properly. And what is it that you have to say to Fir'aun? An arusil That send ma'ana with us, Bani Israel, the children of Israel. Meaning just go and say this. You don't have to go give a whole lecture, just go and say this. An arsil ma'ana Bani Israel. So Musa salam went and this is what he did. He spoke to Fir'aun and he said, arsil ma'ana Bani Israel, the children of Israel. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. وَإِذْ نَادَى رَبُّكَ مُوسَىٰ أَنِئْتِ الْقَوْمَ الظَّالِمِينَ قَوْمَ فِرْعَوْنَ أَلَا يَتَّقُونَ قَالَ رَبِّ إِنِّي أَخَافُ أَنْ يُكَذِّبُونَ وَيَضِيقُ صَدْرِي وَلَا يَنْطَلِقُ لِسَانِي فَأَرْسِلْ إِلَى هَارُونَ وَلَهُمْ عَلَيَّ ذَنْبٌ فَأَخَافُ أَنْ يَقْتُلُونَ قَالَ كَلَّا فَاذْهَبَا بِآيَاتِنَا إِنَّا مَعَكُمْ مُسْتَمِعُونَ فَأْتِيَا فِرْعَوْنَ فَقُولَا إِنَّا رَسُولُ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ أَنْ أَرْسِلْ مَعَنَا بَنِي 
إِسْرَائِيلَ 